This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, y'all. It's the girl, Claudia Jordan. We are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. How is everybody feeling tonight? What's going up, Al? What's going hey, on? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? Hey, hey. You well, ready hey. for tonight? I am ready. I just have my lashes done, so my eyes are super burning. So don't think I'm crying, y'all. I'm not crying. I'm happy my lashes are done. But any girl that's a glamour girl knows that that last glue is something else. So I'm going through it. Al, you're so lucky you don't have to ever deal with this. Oh, thank goodness. Not, it's not. How you doing, Mel? I'm doing good. Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me this week. What okay. is your theme tonight? What is your theme? Yeah, pink. Um, I just <laughs> just pretty in pink. Um, I just wanted to uh, sell the lipstick and the lashes. Everybody go to mobeauty.com and get your lipstick and lashes and skincare. Just wear that. My friend said, girl, sell the product. So I did. Uh, okay. Oh, you have lashes? You have strip lashes? Strip lashes, skincare, and Mo Beauty. We are a one-stop beauty shop, baby. We're about to start selling bundles so everybody can just buy. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. All right, Al, you drinking tonight? Nope. I know I said the same thing. I don't know what's going on, but uh, who are you right now? I know. No, you know, this weekend is a big weekend for a red carpet awards season. We got SAG awards on Saturday and independent spirit awards. So I'm going to be drinking all weekend. So I thought I would prepare my liver appropriately for you. Look at you. Look at you. Mo, you drinking? No, I drank for the uh, earlier this afternoon. So I said, Oh, let's make sure we're prepared for work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are oh, you? I, no, I have too much homework. Oh, this is a dry set. Man, this is like <laughs> a dry college here too. So I'm going out tomorrow to the Pelicans game. One of my girls got a suite and I'm just going to escape. I'm going to take, I think, Black China with me. We're going to escape and, and get out, sneak out this house. And you know, who knows where we're going to end up. I'll, I'll just pay attention to my Instagram stories this weekend. All right, y'all, <laughs> let's get into the show. Troubled rapper Kodak Black was just released from a Broward County jail, and as soon as he was free, he threatened to punch a reporter and could be seen on camera throwing rocks at a photojournalist. Take a look. Don't yeah. throw anything at our camera. Yeah. Don't throw uh, anything at our gosh, camera. Call the cops, call the cops, call the cops. Okay. What do you think is going on with Kodak, and will he ever get it together? Real quick, Kodak has been arrested over 10 times and was arrested in December on cocaine charges that later turned out to be prescribed oxycodone. Uh, Al, what do you think? Listen, I'm going to be honest, and I can't believe it's actually coming out of my mouth, but I don't think Kodak Black needs to go to jail anymore. He's been to jail enough, and it's not happening. Kodak Black needs to, to needs help with his mental and emotional health. I think he should be considered for, I think the judge should consider him for a treatment facility or a rehab facility or even some type of retreat to go to to kind of really figure out where all this aggression, where all of this this conflict that's causing him to get jail time. I just don't feel like jail is helping. Obviously, he's been 10 times. He also got pardoned by the president. Like, it's just simply not working. And where is his family? Do you remember the pictures when he was dancing with his mom? Such yeah. a beautiful woman and very classy. I think maybe she should probably try to talk some sense into him, into him or something. But but definitely no more jail time for Kodak Black. It's not working. Let's get him in some type of rehab facility so that we can really get to the root of where all the problems are. Okay, Mo, what are your thoughts on Mr. Kodak Black? Uh, I do agree. I second that. I firstly feel, I personally feel like you throwing stones or rocks at the reporter. If a reporter gets injured, now you're back in jail all over again. And I do agree at some point, prison or the jail system, it has never been about rehabilitation. But at some point, I think if we're really concerned, and I do think taking those next steps to check out mental health, talking to a therapist, a rehab, a rehabilitation center, like really getting healthy because he's just getting thrown in and thrown back out and nothing is changing. Okay. Well, if you're watching Kodak Black, we'd like for you to get some help because you know, at this point, what are you doing? Like we're just doing the same thing over and over again. All right. Bambi's claiming that her ex-husband, Lil Scrappy took her to court. Take a look. 
it's hard because, you know, he has taken me back to court. Go to court for what? Because I wrote a children's book and I use the likeness of my children in the children's book. All right, is this petty or should little Scrappy be involved with her business affairs that include their children? Mel, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, it's giving petty for petty, just tit for tat. I mean, it's really sad to see their whole relationship, any kind of relationship play out on social media these days because of the children and the children are can go back if they're not already of age or some age to work the internet to find out what's going on with mommy and daddy. So just to see that back and forth is just really, really disheartening. I also think the point of her being taken to court because she used or she wrote a story and she used her children's likeness they are her children and i think it's what is the language i want to say it's just trash like they're not you're not using your actual children for whatever it's their likeness it's their image it's the same thing that happens in any kind of if they were on the show uh uh what is it hollywood and not hollywood and hip-hop, hip-hop and <laughs> that show the atlanta one on vh1 now people were um, yeah, that one. All the many different franchises of it. But, you know, it's just, it's like, it's, Love it's the same thing. Thank you. Love and hip hop. It's the same thing. If we watched them on an episode, we're watching, we're reading them in a book. I just, it's just really unfortunate and sad. Al, what are your thoughts? Well, listen, this is a deal. It's petty. Uh, if they had a conversation and he said, don't do it, and she did it anyway. I mean, it's not petty if they had a conversation and he said, don't use my kids in this book, and she did it anyway. But I don't think that's the case. And I feel like this, and you know I like Lil Scrappy. I, he's also he's one of my favorite on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. But if Scrappy was making his child support payments on time, picking mm-hmm. and dropping the kids off at school on time, babysitting when Bambi needed her girl night out on time, then she he wouldn't be having these problems at the end of the day right and i don't think that's the case because we know he's he's behind on his child support payments and i think um i think bambi when she came and spoke to us needed to find alternative methods to feed her family and she found by doing this child's book that it could help and i i don't see anything wrong with that and they are her kids too she should have the ability to use her kids as a backdrop as motivation to make money for the household i just really feel like that the two of these the two of them need to figure it out because at the end of the day the way they're going back and forth and all this rigmarole that they're causing it's not hurting anybody except for those lovely kids that they created with each other so true. I, I hate how far they've come as far as like where they are. Cause I remember at one point they were crazy about each other and they right. were the family. They were, they, you know, they had to go through a lot when you're in a reality show and you're with someone in a relationship and you got to play that out and you have the parents not agreeing and not into it. That's a lot. So to have to get to this point where it's like, <sighs> it does feel a little bit petty and I hope they can work through. Cause I, I like them too. I like Bambi and I like Scrappy. I, yes. really, I like them both. Yeah. Okay, in heartbreaking news, it's being reported that Wendy Williams' family is concerned about her struggles with alcoholism and other health issues. According to the family, she's in a rehab, and they fear they will eventually get a call one day that she has passed, which is so sad. Uh, Let's show Wendy some love. Do you think she'll be able to turn this around? That's my first question. And it's just been revealed that Wendy Williams has been diagnosed with dementia and aphasia, 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 I'm sorry. Um. Mo, what are your thoughts? Um, it just breaks my heart. You know, Wendy, I grew up with Wendy from Hot 97 in New York from back in the day. Uh, so just seeing all of her career and it bloom and the rise and fall, unfortunately, I'm praying. I saw something on Instagram that she was supposed to be like making a comeback. So I really, really, really pray that she can battle her demons. And once again, talk to someone, get some mental health, talk about that childhood trauma that, so that way you can heal and move forward or whatever the trauma is to heal and move forward. Okay. Al, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, the interesting thing, we we just learned that a young lady by the name of Sabrina Morissey, I think, Maurice is her guardian and she's trying to block this special from coming out. I think it's supposed to air Sunday. Maybe production can help us with that. Um, and she's saying she's she's suing Lifetime and she's asking the court. She's asking the courts to step in before the show um, is before the show air and make a decision not to air it. I've said this before earlier this month on the show that I did not like the demise of her career being televised the way the premiere or the clips have shown it. It made me feel very 
uncomfortable and it felt exploitative. Whitney Williams has has done so much in the talk space. And we can argue she's a goat and, and she she has really paved the way for shows like ours. And her absence has actually paved the way for shows like ours. I think the reason why we're so successful is because when they looking for that Wendy Williams fix and we give it to our fans in a different way. So her contribution is undisputable, but I really want her to step out of the public light in this fashion where she is now and get well. Wendy Williams is a fighter and we know that if you followed her all those years, Mo, you know she is a fighter and we just want her to get well. I don't care if she ever comes back to television before. I mean, I want her to come back, but I don't care if she ever comes back as long as she gets well. And that's my thing. So I'm going to send prayers up for her, her family, and everybody that's involved in this. So sad. So sad. Um, You know, what was sad to me was how she was working through a lot of this stuff. And we saw her on television when her eyes bugged out and she fainted. Remember when she had that, when she had the Statue of Liberty costume on? Mm -hmm. We saw this happening right before us, but... We know when he's a, a workaholic and she had all that stress. And it's sad to see that it seems like this, her, whatever her conditions are, got sped up when, you know, she was going through that, you know, that divorce and all that drama with Kevin Hunter. You know, it seemed like that was the tipping point because she's been going, you know, she's been open about her drug use and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. So then it just uh, to see that and then also see some people celebrating because like, well, she talked about people. Uh, that's what we all do. And I don't mean just talk show hosts, because even right. people's comments be way worse than the people on the talk shows. Y'all be even <laughs> more That's true. than we are. Um, I, I just don't know if the family, what's the family thing about this? Is this their way of getting her story out? I, I'm in, I'm sharing a room with Black China on this show, and she's very close with Wendy. And she was watching the preview yesterday. She was in tears. Like, it's so sad to see what's happening to this woman. So I don't know if there's a comeback from this story. I really don't. It seems like it's too far gone. But then again. God can make things happen that we think can't happen. So you just never know. I would love for her to be healthy. Take us out of the equation of wanting to see her for our own selfish entertainment. But just as a human, I like to see her get better. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, February 24th is part one. And uh, part two is on the 25th. So that looks like it's going to happen. So, all right, coming up next, a stylist is claiming that Masika ran off on the plug. And later we are breaking down Al's outrage. We'll be right back. (laughs) <laughs> My little arms. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. All right, Masika is being accused of not paying her friend and hairstylist Damien $300. The stylist claimed he did her hair on Valentine's Day and had to scavenge through her old hair scraps. Masika fired back, but never denied his claims and released this alleged text. The audacity to divulge my personal business as if you aren't on an NDA. What do you think of this mess? And have any of your friends ever aired you out on social media? Mo, look at the look on your face. Uh, what, what got me is when you said to have the nerve after an NDA. First of all, are they your friend that you're putting them on an NDA? Like, what is going on? And did you put them on an NDA because you had old tracks? Like... Oh, we got everybody got old tracks. My mama had a whole thing of old tracks. You brushed them out, but you should come prepared with the old tracks to be installed into your head. The fact that he had a, you know, I don't know. It's just trash. And clearly, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Clearly, you were not a friend if she would treat you like that. So, okay, Al. Speak of, you know, when they show you who you are, believe them. Isn't this the same Masika? who didn't ran off and didn't pay black china stylist holly larry remember what we reported on that i i spoke about this maybe over a year ago here on tgif masika come on beautiful woman run that man his 300 dollars. he made sure you look beautiful for valentine's day from what i understand you guys have known each other for over 10 years and have been working together i'm hoping this is just a mere little bump in your relationship because you always step out looking good um and also masika and Claudia can attest to this. The hairstylist be knowing a whole lot of business. <laughs> you don't want to be crossing your hairstylist and your and your stylist stylist and your makeup artist because they can spill some tea. Come on, sweetheart. We know you better than this. Run the man is $300 and get it from your new boyfriend that he told us about. 
See? Well, you know, Masika doesn't even need to get it from her boyfriend because she does very well in the stock market. This is a woman that taught herself mm. and learned a lot about it during the pandemic. And I actually reached out to her and was like, yo, good job with that because that reality check is not going to last forever. None of this stuff ever does, right? right? So uh, I, I could see if you're really dissatisfied with something, but if he's your regular person, I, I really can't see that. So I feel there's got to be more to this story. And my, sometimes I pay people just to go away or to be quiet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she got it. Three hundred dollars is nothing to Masika. That's like one bundle of hair to her. So Masika, you are funny as hell. You are a good read. You are a good time. Pay this man his money so he can stop talking about your business. Cause you know what? Ain't nothing worse than having a messy ex stylist, a messy right. ex hair person, or a messy ex assistant go run your business out there. And they a lot of times do be having your tea. So you know, you I would just like if it costs three hundred dollars to get some peace, girl, go ahead and pay that three hundred dollars. All right. Remember the hide your kids, hide your wife viral moment by Antoine Dotson? That was all the rage. Well, maybe Tyler Perry was hiding his wallet because Antoine is speaking out about not being paid for his movie role in Tyler Perry's A Medea's Christmas. What is going on today? Let's take a look. I didn't get paid for that. And Tyler Perry or Tyler Perry CEOs, they cannot prove that they paid me because they did not. I did not get compensated and I didn't fight that because... Everybody kept saying, oh, this is the great Tyler Perry. You work with him. You're going to, um, you're going to, your career is going to boom. You're going to work. You're going to do so well in life. All right. It's been over 10 years since the movie debuted. Do you think Tyler Perry will write him a check to silence him? We just talked about this with Maziko. Al, what do you think? Hell no. Hell no. And he don't deserve to write him a check. And let me just make sure I understand this. And this is no disrespect to Antoine because I don't know that guy. But let me, I just want to break this down, okay? For clarity, you personally said that you decided to work for free. You said that you will do it for free. You traveled from Alabama to Atlanta on your on your own to work for free. You did that because you thought it was going to help your career because it was Tyler Perry, son, friend, Antoine Dobson. That's called volunteering. That's called volunteer work, son. And you don't get paid for volunteering. You get paid for contracted work. If you had a working agreement or a contract, then he's obligated to pay you. Why would I ever pay a volunteer if I can get it for free? Am I the only one missing this? Am I the only one confused about this? There's a difference between volunteering and being taken advantage of. You volunteered, so therefore you clearly were not taken advantage of. All right, Mo, what do you think? Should Tyler run him his coins? Is he owed something or hey, did he just volunteer? Is he a volunteer? I mean, I'll clear the room with that statement, honey. I personally, I'm just kind of confused as to why you wait so long to kind of come back and now you want to drag Tyler Perry for not paying you when you were a internet viral sensation, like you could have used your own clout, your own name at that time, Buzz, to kind of put a little pressure on him. So all of these years later, no, I don't think you should just, I had a cameo on a Tyler Perry film and push on. Right. Yeah. Um. Listen, I, I don't work for free anymore. That's something I did at the very beginning when I was trying to get my name out there. Once my name was established, then there's value associated with my name and me coming to your project. And I don't do it for free. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, Antoine was new in the scene. Yeah, he went viral and he was all over the place. But I don't know how much that equated to clout or, you know, bringing in a bunch of money towards the movie. Once you flew yourself in or drove yourself in, that's kind of something along the lines of uh, what extras would do that are paid very low. Um, but, you know, it's definitely, you know, if you, especially if you're non-union, that was probably like a $50 thing. Um, I understand why to spend the block and wanting money now. And, and, and now we just don't know people's motivation, but if you agree to do it for free, um, he doesn't owe you anything, Antoine. I'm really sorry, but he does not owe you anything. And I will say this about Tyler Perry. Anyone that I know that has worked with Tyler, now they he will make you shoot a whole season in two days. But he will also, <laughs> yeah. but he will also compensate you. And everyone knows right. he spoils his cast. He takes really good care of them. And he does break that bread. He, uh, you know, we know he goes into Walmart and Targets and pays off people's layaway. He's not a cheap person, but... I'm sure you didn't even deal with Tyler. You dealt with some middle people and you agreed to come for free. So you, it's kind of, I don't think you should be doing this right now because you might be messing up future opportunities to work with them for real and for a real check. Okay. In other news, Instagram user Petty King posed a question that had the entire comment session section on fire. 
Uh, who would you let babysit your kids and why? Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige, or Diddy? Mo, let's hear from you. Mary J. Blige. Okay. What? You said babysit? Yeah, she looked very trustworthy. What? I feel like she is auntie. Mary J. Blige and she's healthy and functional. And Mary safe. J. Blige ain't had no, ever had no kids. She said auntie. Okay, um, non-mother can be <laughs> you, Okay, of the choices, we're talking about of the choices, of the choices. I, I would say, I would definitely not Diddy, obviously, but of the choices, I would want a mother. Uh, you know, a mother, like Mar 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 Mariah Carey to babysit my kids. Who's to say you know, that her kids are, never mind. That her kids I, are taken care of? That's the thing by her. Baby, she got money, okay? <laughs> that's I'm right. So I know my kids are going to be in a limo to go to the store. My kids are going to eat good. They're going to be secure because their bodyguards all over. Uh, they're going to sleep well on the best of everything. Not saying that they're not going to get that in Mary J. Blige, but I prefer a mother to watch, a, a mother with experience to watch my babysit my kids. I'm going to mm. say this. In normal circumstances, non-celebrity version of this, I would agree with you, Al, but this is Mariah Carey now as much as a great singer she is. We all done seen her perform on stage, but she won't even lift her own arms. She has people <laughs> let her go do the dance moves for her and, and they, they make oh, her legs move. It, Mariah. So, you know, I need the person that's moving her arms and legs around to babysit. So in that regard, I'm going to say Mary J. Blige because she's an auntie. I think she's never had kids, so she'll be really attentive because, you know, you want to do a good job. Diddy, we ain't letting Diddy be out. No kids, no adults, no seniors, no minors, no teenagers, no nothing. No 20-year-olds, no 30-year-olds, just for obvious reasons. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> um, that part. Plus, hide I mean, last time... Polish. He, he, well, he, yeah, your kids end up having DUIs and mess around hanging with, with Diddy, Diddy, so we're not doing that. Okay. All right, well, we all had different choices. We had different choices. That was okay. Coming up, we are breaking down Al's outrage, and later we discuss controversy over a Fox News reporter's comments, and they are being so ghetto. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. You know, here at Foxo, we are all about a coin and uh, making life a little bit easier. So let's get into this. Now, life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Listen, I got cats and sometimes Shelly or Six get into something and I have to take them to the vet. Now, I may have the money, but I don't want to take it out of my account at the time. Sometimes you can use earning for stuff like that and unexpected high bill out of nowhere Earning is perfect for that. Al, what do you think about earning? Hey, I think it? it's a great idea, especially the accountability part of it, that after you take the money on your payday, it's paid back directly. And for me, I used to always have, like, when I had a car, unexpected mechanical issues. And you know how, like, when you're trying to get to the next payday, that mechanical issue would take a big chunk out of your money until payday. So I think this is a perfect solution for that. Absolutely. So soulmates make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Go ahead and download earning today spelled E-A-R-N-I-N -N, in the Apple app store or Google play. Then when you download the earn an app, type in T under podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help our show. That's T under podcast subject to your available earnings, location, daily max and pay period. See earning.com slash TOS for details. Now earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and trust member F D I C. All right, go ahead and get that because it definitely can help you out. All right, promote um promotional considerations furnished by Earning. All right, soulmates. Our very own brand strategist, Al Reynolds, is passionate about covering stories that are placed in the archives of media. And that's why tonight, Mr. Reynolds will be giving us his unfiltered opinion in a segment we like to call Where's the Outrage? 
atrophy those muscles. Lord. A Minneapolis surgeon was caught on video falling asleep during surgery with his fingers in his patient's wound. Now the patient was able to record the unfortunate events. Take a look. Look at my wound is open and he has his finger in there, but this is the kicker. He is asleep the whole time. And this is the general surgeon. I, I don't even know what to say. I'm so in shock. My body is in so much pain. Okay, I'll take it away. Where is the freaking outrage? Guys, did you know that black Americans experience 1.6 million excessive deaths compared to whites over the years of study due to health disparities in hospitals and dealing with doctors just like this young man? These preventable differences, I mean, differences in disparities, you know, it, it negates or it could end disease, injury, violence, and death, and it has to come to an end, everyone. We should not be expected to die when we go to get health care for our problems. And listen, our health disparities has cost America, and in 2018, $230 billion. So it's not about cost because if they wanted to save money, they would save our lives. What they're doing is they are intentionally not giving us the same treatment not to save our lives. And this is an example of this. I hope to goodness he sues the hospital, he sues the surgeon, he sues the staff, he sues the nurses, even sue the freaking janitor that works on that floor for this type of health disparities that exist, not only for him, but for all black Americans. Guys, it has to stop and it has to stop now. Please, any and everyone that has experienced a health disparity like this, you got to make it vocal. You got to continue to video it so that we can get the answers for the lives of black Americans in the United States. All right, Mo, what are your thoughts? just destroyed and just broken by it. I'm looking at the doctor like, is he on drugs? You know, who stands up falling asleep? I just saw a video of like a woman who was at a truck stop and the cashier was on drugs standing up. So that was the first thing I thought about. Um, it's just the negligence. It is just so just discouraging. And just like I went there hoping that you would save my life and I'm about to die because of your negligence. It's just trash. Unbelievable. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. God, I'm just saying, it's just unbelievable how these people that are so responsible for people's well-being, their mm -hmm. their literal lives are in people's hands. And just imagine how, how think about other areas, pilots, doctors, mm. people that can really hurt you. What were we going to say, Al? Think about if he didn't record it and how many times yeah. black people have shared it and was told that they were lying. Mm. Think about if he didn't have video proof to show these disparities. And I just want to thank Fox Soul for letting us talk into these spaces of like health disparities in the black community because other media outlets are not doing a good job of it. All right. Well, that's why we are here. All right. Thanks, Al. Keep it locked because coming up next, we discuss controversy over a Fox News reporter's comments. And later, a woman finds out she dated her sibling. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to the show. All right, y'all, Fox News reporter has some words to say about the black community after Donald Trump dropped his trash sneaker. Take a look. Even the sneaker thing. I was on social media last night. Very interesting. As you see, black support eroding from Joe Biden. This is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the, you know, this is a big deal, certainly in, in the inner city. This is why Fox News is banned in Europe. Well, cannot be deemed a news outlet in Europe because it is a, an opinion piece show where it is nothing about news. Uh, do you think this a comment? This comment is offensive to Black people. Al, were you offended by this comment? Of course I was offended by this comment, and I'm more offended that he will be back at work today. Whoopi Goldberg makes a comment, and, and, and she has more authority to make the comment that she made on The View, right, about, and they said she yeah. was anti-Semitic, and they suspended her. 
They suspended her. Where is his suspension? Where is the outrage? This is another. Where is the outrage? The NAACP should be calling for the suspension or the firing for the insensitivity that this man has and what he used his platform to do. I don't like it. I, 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 but we know we know nothing's going to happen. So what do we do? How do we handle this type of blatant racism? Mo, what do you think about this? Uh, just trash, take the trash out. But I, th I do propose that question, like, what do we do with this blatant racism and how do we effectively start seeing the same kind of, of, of discipline, disciplinary actions when people speak out of term? What we spoke out of term, they suspended her. We should have the same. It should be equal. Um, it's extremely frustrating because there's such a double standard. It'd be one thing if the standards were the same. Whoopi Goldberg said something that some people find offensive. They punish her. They 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 reprimand her. When this reporter says something, they do the same thing. They never do though. It's never the same. It's always a different set of rules, and it's really frustrating. And then they play in our faces and say, "Racism is over. You're you're overreacting. Oh, you're just being too sensitive." This was super, super offensive. Oh, look, black people, they love them some sneakers. This is going to help them. This is going to help Trump get their vote. The, the blacks, they love sneakers. Really? Really? They know better. That's the thing. That's why they're laughing. They think it's funny. Mm. They're playing our faces. All right, moving on. DC Young Fly is uh, pleading for unknown thieves to bring back the backpack they stole from him. Young Fly claims the death certificate of his late girlfriend, Jackie O., was in the backpack. Do you think it was irresponsible to keep such an important document in his backpack? Al, what do you think? Um, I don't think so. I don't think that that's what's in that backpack. Let's be honest. Everybody know that death certificates are public records and anybody can get one. DC Young Fly, come clean now. What else is in that backpack that you really want? Because you can easily order the original death certificate from your Department of Public Health Vital Vitality St Stats Division. It's $24 in the state of California, $17 in the state of Alabama. So what is it really, DC Young Fly, that you're trying to get back from your backpack. Mo, what do you think? You think there was something else in there or do you think- It, it must be, it must be. First of all, we've seen this young man grow up essentially on the internet going from making like crazy little funny videos to now he's kind of a household name or building to that. And we know he got money. So like buy a new book bag. Um, and print a new death certificate for your like lost one. <laughs> I think it may be something that's going might be a little video or a phone in there or something. Something's in there. Something's he's in worried. There. He's worried. You know, might get out. But who? What do I know? Uh, I'm gonna be a little sensitive to him. He lost the love of his life, and everybody knows that knows DC and Fly knows he loved that woman. And I did hear that there were some other sentimental things in there. He probably didn't want to list them. But, okay. but you know, I, I, I'm not gonna judge someone that lost. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna judge someone that maybe that lost a loved one. Like we don't know. It could be a, a hair tie or something that smells of her. Mm. Who knows? But I, I, mm. I, I don't know. And I think DC Young Fly knows the game well too much now. Way too good to to be caught out there with some drugs or something like that. So DC, I hope you get your backpack back. And I think that's so ghetto. If people out here stealing people's stuff, you do not know what people are carrying around with them and how important it could be to them. All right, moving on. A North Carolina high school teacher is under fire after recreating segregation in the classroom for a Black History Month lesson. The teacher decorated one door that said colored entrance and one door that said whites only and whites entrance. The hallway was also decorated to represent Motown. Do y'all think this was too much, Al? No, absolutely not. After I found out the backstory on this, so there was a door comp decoration competition at the school, and the door decorating competition had to tell a story, and it's Black History Month, so this particular teacher decided to tell the story of how Sears Roebuck, the, the uh, retailer, when they first allowed Blacks to shop, that they there was a separate door. So she was, in fact, taking this as a teachable moment, teaching Black History Month, which is stuff 
stuff that our grandparents, great-grandparents, and for some of us, our parents have actually gone through. Now, this is my thing. We can't have our we can't have it both ways now. Like, do we want critical race theory to be taught into the classrooms? Because we've argued here on this very platform that it's not fair that the state of Florida is taking that from us. It's not fair that the state of Florida is rewriting black history. Here we have a situation at a predominantly black school teaching critical race theory to our black students on segregation and her hand gets spanked. I'm confused. What do we want? Do we want critical race theory taught to our black students so they understand segregation and racism? Or do we only want it taught when we don't think it's a controversy? We can't have it both ways now. In my opinion, why not take these moments as a teachable moment? And the super sad part to me, what I learned was that it was two black teachers who told on this particular teacher who did the doors. So I'm just confused. I'm, re I'm really, really confused. Do we want to teach the truth or do we want to hide the truth? Or when it's too much truth, we don't want the truth taught. Somebody give me an answer. Mo, Claudia, anyone help me out here. Mo, what do you think? I, I think the when you know Al says how to what what do we, which one do we want? I think it's they wanted it Black History to kind of be packaged a certain way and only tell the pretty parts or not the pretty parts, but what can be what's palatable. But I think that those two doors kind of put the harsh reality right into your face of what our ancestors had to endure. And I do believe that it should start in the school. And I think that was a great way we hear in Germany that they teach their students for an hour a day about what happened during the Holocaust. So I think once again, like this is what our ancestors went through. I think it's only for the month. It's the smallest month of the year. They totally should have let it just be. I do um, appreciate that it did come from black teachers. I think it would we would be more outraged if we heard it came from white teachers. And right. I think that's kind of how we have to handle black history. I, I mean, and sadly, because too many white teachers get it wrong. Um, it does bring a, a feeling. Did y'all get a feeling in your gut when you saw like, you know, black entrance and then white entrance? I know I do when I see stuff like that. Yeah. I'm learning a lot mm -hmm. being down here in in, uh, in Louisiana when I see these things because I try to put myself in the, in the shoes of the people that had to really go through it. But that's the point of it all. Try right. to be empathetic and think about what our ancestors went through and how it must have affected them. And for white kids to see what their ancestors made black people feel like. And right. I, I don't see anything wrong with this, again, considering the source and the track record of the teachers. But there are some teachers that do go too far. I, I don't know. It's a personal thing. Uh, so, there was a trip where black students were, you know, went on a field trip to pick cotton. Again, the messenger, was it a white teacher? Was it a black teacher? What's their track record? Are they being sensitive? Is it really part of a lesson? Right. Uh, so this is what I like to say, Claudia. I, I grew up in the South. And it's so funny because you grew up in the North. So your, your, your perception and your interpretation of this is different than mine. I had brothers, I, my oldest brother and sister went to segregated schools. So my whole interpretation of understanding what that means and the character that it creates, the purpose of HBCUs is it's not because we wanted our own, it's because we couldn't get into the others. So teaching that is imperative for people to understand your history and the reason why there's so much, so much conversation around racism. I find this to be very educational, especially in the South, because we, you know, we got on a bus, we had to sit in the back and it was more enforced. That's why we moved north because they didn't have to do that in the north so for us this is a teachable moment it's deep rooted in our history of our parents for me my brothers and sisters my grandparents so i really am upset that they have now rewritten the curriculum where these types of things can't even be approached or spoke about in mecklenburg school charlotte mecklenburg school system anymore and that to me is sad oh no i'm i agree that this needs to be taught i think when we don't teach it we let uh the the what the evils that white folks did to black people in America just get a, just be buried yeah, and right. we we make it pretty for them. It should be in your face, and then it makes right. you think about what our ancestors had to deal with, and it also should make you feel a way about how you should not take anything for granted nowadays, right. especially the right to vote. 
and right. to exist. So, and how you should carry yourself because of what our ancestors did for us and having to go through this kind of stuff. I absolutely think we need to be teaching black history and not just in college. I and look, that's why, hold on, Claudia. That's why when I'm going through a door and another person who's darn black is coming through the door, I make sure I go through that door first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's definitely a time that I, I, I'm right, you ain't like, uh -uh, I will not move over on this sidewalk, baby. No, just <laughs> get out the way. All right. Coming up, a woman finds out she dated her sibling. Ugh. Keep it locked. Gross. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Have you ever had to sit down, uh, someone down for an intervention? Has that ever happened in your life? We had to really sit someone down and really talk to them? Either of y'all? Yeah, and I've been sat down oh, okay. for an intervention. We'll come back to that later, though. We'll talk about it after the story. <laughs> okay. Well, a woman in North Dakota allegedly attacked her friends who tried to confront her about her cocaine use. The woman ended up in a physical confrontation with their friend outside at the bar they were at. Now, when a bar employee tried to break it up, the woman ran over the employee three times with her car. Seems like the friends were on the right track for me. All right, can you believe this? What do you think about this? Um, I just want to make sure I have all my facts right. So they met at a bar for the interview. Right. <laughs> That's the first thing. Good well, look at her. We're going to cut the, the coke out and we still going to get drunk though. <laughs> um, but we want sobriety. Yeah, that really doesn't make sense. Um, <clears throat> clearly her actions show that she has a problem with the booger sugar. And, um, I think now she has more issues than just booger sugar. So yeah, she'll get sober in prison. Hopefully maybe not. Actually I've seen 60 days in, so probably not. We just got to pray for her. Okay. Al, what do you think about this intervention at the bar? <laughs> I'm still getting over the intervention leading to her running over somebody three times. That means she's got to go forward, run them over, back up, run them over, and go back forward again to run them over again. Baby, she was high as a gypsy. I don't know. Oh, ooh, I better not say that. Higher than a giraffe, a giraffe butt. I don't know. I, mean, I, well, I don't know. I mean... They should take they should take notes from that show intervention because you know at intervention it was in some hotel way back off in the woods everybody was parked and they had to come through the, the lobby and stuff like that maybe that's the reason why they choose places like that and not bars well she's behind bars now though so she right. has no choice but to rehab she went from the bar to behind bars and I am here for get her reckless ass off the streets because this is an unstable woman. The fact that your friends came around you and said, I'm sure they said it in a way like, yo, we love you, but we're concerned. And for her to just go hard like that and run people, start running people over. Um, this lady has major problems here. Mm -hmm. Look, look, look at the picture on the left. Look how shifty she looking. She like, yeah, and she's I'll, young. And I'll do it and again. so young, right. Uh, you know, People like to stay out of people's business too much. And I don't think that's the right move either. Um, I think we should be involved if we care about the people. But damn, this is a reason to not want to do it, you know? Just don't do it at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and how she get away from them at the bar, get into her car? Like, they just, they're not really good at this intervention thing. They probably should have. And why is the bar handler in a place where he can get ran over three times? It's a lot going on. It's giving reality TV. All right. A woman recently found out that her high school boyfriend was actually uh, her half-brother. Now, she came to this realization after learning that her father was a fertility doctor who wrongfully inseminated her mother with his semen. That same doctor, Dr. Burton Caldwell, did the same thing to the mother of the high school boyfriend. Caldwell is believed to have fathered at least 22 children. I'm going to go to you first. Mom. What were your thoughts on this? I'm just trying to think, is that that same HBO documentary that I watched where some God was, some man was playing God with all of these women? Netflix, like, Netflix. Netflix, our Netflix. father, our yes. father on Netflix. Yes, like that's what it's giving me. It's just really, I think that, I don't know how you come back from that because they were probably intimate. If they were, it just throws you out and you're just nauseous. I don't know. I'm just going to live in like, 
<laughs> no, they weren't intimate. They weren't intimate. Oh, praise God. Praise God. <laughs> no, Mo. Now, the doc, think I think it's I think that it's disgusting. Um it it's definitely like the story of Dr. Donald Kane, who he fathered ninety-four offsprings. So instead of paying people to to get sperm, he would keep the money that he would make from paying people, but charge this charge the client and use his own sperm. Now, this is the funny part. Dr. Kane, I think it's his name, Dr. Donald Kane is still alive now. He was charged with 94 counts of wrongful or obstruction of justice and in inseminating uh, women with without their permission. But look, he only got one year of a uh, suspended sentence and paid a $500 fine, Claudia, for doing this. So what are the legal repercussions for doing something this low down and this dirty? And they say that he lives right across the street or two streets over from like four or five of his own kids where he lives right now. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, as a woman in America, it's becoming such a scary place. Yeah. First of all, they tell you, oh, you get raped and you get pregnant. Oh, too bad. Deal with it. Now you uh, have a doctor inseminate you with the wrong sperm or his own or just like taking like your your life into his own hands and making yeah. decisions for you. Like it's going to just build so much mistrust. Imagine like how you would feel like this. And then these are the repercussions. Finding out like that someone they could have been intimate. You know what I mean? Like what if they would have been? Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Oh, all right. Okay. Well, it was noted that because the cases are so unique, there aren't laws that really protect the victims because this isn't something that's commonly done. But the way things are going in 2024, we might need to go ahead and make that a law. Because Well, you know what's so interesting? I think what has to happen now, if we're honest, is that if you live near a fertility clinic, you probably should do DNA tests before you get married or even when you start dating, because this is not as uncommon as we think, right? We, we just sitting here today, we came up with two or three cases where it's true. So anybody that's living near a fertility clinic, maybe, maybe you might want to take a DNA test if you get hot and heavy with someone. All right. Well, that wasn't a chipper way to end the show, but we'll get to this. <laughs> like just the thought of it, like what if you dating someone you find, oh. <laughs> It's hard enough dating out in these streets. Now I gotta wonder if this guy may be my half brother. Like oh, if you got a whole daddy, stress. like my daddy be out in the streets. <laughs> Behind the scenes of this show, if they only knew. You know, when I went to Italy when I was sixteen, my mother told me I had a half brother, and she's like, "Well, we were there for a while." And she's like, "I just wanted you to know in case you went out on a date with someone." I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna go date while I'm out in Italy at 16. But she's like, "Just in case, there's a kid out there that's your half brother." And you don't know about him. And that's how I came to find out about my own brother in Italy. His name's Alex. Really weird. Anyways, last story before we get out of here. In honor of Black History Month, uh, what famous Black family would you like to have been related to and why? Mo, do you have an answer for this? Oh, let me think. Well, I would say my first answer, but they're not real. And now he has a scandal. So the Huxley. Oh, tell him. The Hoxtables, girl. I wanted to be next to Theo oh, and Rudy, please. girl. Baby. <laughs> I wanted to be there. Okay. All right. We'll try. Okay. Al, do you have one? Mm, I don't. Okay. Come back to me after you, Claudia. Well, I'm going to go with the obvious one. I can't believe either one of you didn't say this. I'm, I want to be part of the Obama family. Like, they are Black <gasps> history. I, I know it's recent mm. life history, but I love them. I, I love how they raise their kids. I love how they operate. I love how classy they are, but they still seem like they have fun. Um, Obama being a fantastic father, leader, just intelligent. Michelle being extremely brilliant, still with the focus on her physical fitness, cares about others. I did not approve an insurrection and inspire that. This is like the list goes on and on. Shoot, I want to be their relative, their friend, hang out with them, their cousin. I really am a fan of the Obamas. So I know that's not like old school history, it's recent. Do you have another one? Do you have any? Well, I think I would have been too much of a renegade for it to be a part of the Obama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, I would have embarrassed the whole Obama family. I promise you I would. <laughs> so, uh, no, I don't think I would have been part of the Obamas. Um, 
But honestly, I would like to have been a part of like an activist family, mm. probably, because I, I think I would have been more of a like a like a Black Panther, maybe um, maybe like Mahajid Alam, uh, Muhammad, uh, Malcolm X. Oh, Elijah or, Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Elijah Muhammad. So sorry. Y'all know I'll butcher some shit up in a minute. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, Thurgood Marshall is a good one. Um, yeah, probably something more in a, like an activist mode where I could still be loud and proud or something like that. We, well, we got some time. Let's have a little fun. What black families you would not want to be a part of? I'm gonna go first. Tim Scott with all them teeth, all, all, all them gums and them little ass teeth, and the way he's embarrassing. <laughs> His family and the cooney chucking <laughs> and jiving. I would not want to be uh, the political thing. He's trying to be part of. Uh, he trying to be the VP for Donald Trump. Do you know who that is? Y'all know who that is, right? Tim Scott. Yeah, absolutely. I would probably not want to be a part of our justice. What's his name? Clarence uh, Thomas. Clarence Thomas family. I think I would be embarrassed to go outside. Um, ooh. The producer said, did he? Did he? <laughs> I don't want to say that, girl. <laughs> it's like dancing. you used to want to be a part of that family, but after yeah. recent, uh, you know, revelations, um, I think the hell not. Uh, How about, would you want to be part of the R. Kelly family? Um, absolutely not. They he, has kid, he has so kids, though. I wonder what his kids are. Do, why have they never, why have we never heard them speak? I wonder. Are they still young? They're embarrassed. Wow, embarrassed. I, I would think they're they are embarrassed. Okay. Are we? Are we? Are we still? You said the Hutchables, but we, do we still want to be a Cosby? I mean, uh, Claire Huxtable is still Huxtable. So I mean, yeah. she was educated and brilliant. So Claire, I don't know. They were just the family for, from growing up in a dysfunctional family. I was just like, I just want them. And she gave such a nice, classy, but classy read like the reads that she would give, like. There's a lot of guys that have a crush. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Y'all got any plans for tonight? Anybody, anybody going out, heading out tonight? I know it's Thursday, but anybody going out? Mm, it's raining here. Why are we so boring today? <laughs> we ain't going out. We ain't drinking. We sober. We, are we behaving today? Yes. <laughs> We've been hanging out with you. We're trying to be valedictorian right, too. Right. See what happens when you're in school? We are boring oh. show. Let me tell you something. Next Wednesday, I graduate and I'm getting back on the bottle. I'm back on the sauce every single show. We ain't going to have this no more. Okay. Anyways, uh, fun times tonight. I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Mo Hart for joining me tonight. Make sure you watch us on YouTube tomorrow when the show replays. Hit that like button. We will really, really appreciate it. Uh, stay tuned for Paging Dr. Shonda. Make sure you check that out here on Foxhole. And we will see you back here tomorrow before the weekend. Bye, soulmates. Bye, Al. Bye, Mo. Have a good night, good night. We, soulmates. Bye.